Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. Welcome to Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers gaming news, upcoming releases, and topics from all aspects in the gaming industry. Kick back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, uh, he's given some pretty good intros before, so I'll let him intro himself. Uh, you know what? To be honest, I am I am squeezed dry of intros. <laughs> uh, I, I um like the, the the carton is expired per se, but so I'll keep it nice and short this week and say. Uh, uh, I am the king of Juicebox Radio. I am the YouTube tryhard, the one and only DJ Orange Man, otherwise known as Brandon McGraw. It is a pleasure to have you back on uh, Killing the YouTube Game. Loving the content, my dude. Thank you, uh, thank you. have been drinking lots of G Fuel and Monster recently, if yeah, I remember incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've introduced a, a new series where I'm I, like, I was doing like energy drink reviews, but I'm doing short versions. I'm trying to utilize that uh, YouTube short uh, system. <laughs> yeah. But see how it goes. Nice. It's, we we all we love to see it, and we wish you luck with uh, all of the views and the likes and the YouTubes. The one area I won't dive into quite yet. That's fair. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, but it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, and to start us off this week uh, with our startup screen, uh, what better to talk about? Then the biggest, one of the biggest things in gaming right now, Apple versus Fortnite is now in session. Oh boy. And <laughs> it kicked off with a bang to begin with because of somebody on the court's end setting up the proper, uh, what is it? Um, the call. So that way both parties were able to like view the conference that couldn't be there in person. Cause you know, social distancing and limited number of people in the court. However, they uh, somehow made it for anybody to access, and there was a huge bombardment of the Fortnite kids getting on the call and adding all of their two cents, with one even saying, quote, I would suck all of you to get Fortnite Mobile back. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, Some of them even played some Travis Scott. Because that's a thing, because uh, yeah. yeah. So it was, um, <laughs> it was quite a way to start the conference, um, but they got it fixed, they got it solved, and the trial has now fully begun. It's now in the midst of it. Um, so now we're going to be seeing updates on that every so often. Uh, here on the podcast, we'll cover what we can. Um, if you do want full coverage of it, obviously go find. Uh, there are links everywhere, literally on like every game site that you can probably imagine, because this is a huge thing right now in the gaming world. But uh, because we're only weekly, um, it's good. It's a lot trickier for us to follow it, and I definitely am not great with court law. And it's a ver- it's an American case, not a Canadian case. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. A bit different system entirely. 
Um, but yeah, um, we do know this, that both the Apple and Epic Games CEO will be witnesses on this trial and will be giving, will be on the stands. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty big. What are your thoughts on the whole Apple versus Fortnite? Um, I know little details to it, but from what I know, it's a mess. Um, basically, I was like, was it YouTube or I'm not, um, Apple was trying to, control how they they monetize their game right yeah. or something along it, the lines uh how it all started was uh if you put an app on the app store the or yeah. itunes um but basically you have to go through apple's thing so that way it's they have a portion but you still you still get majority of it but they still make a small cut from it because it is their service yeah Fortnite when they got on ios they're like ah no we'll just make a store in app that basically bypasses the apple one and apple was like oh okay you're gonna do that fuck you they delete fortnite off ios yeah okay fortnite saying well that's not fair i have now taken it to court and it's now like uh it's basically uh and like the reason is like and i think it's like a monopoly of like how they're i don't know the full thing but like that's like the gist of it yeah and uh, yeah yeah it's it's pretty messy i don't think both sides have a lot of lawyers yes uh it's this is it's gonna be a heck of a good uh show if you're into this type of stuff it's gonna be a heckin good one like if because two big corporations going at each other yeah Uh, and one of them is apple and apple's notorious See, that's pretty much uh, like gaming uh, YouTuber news, like wet dream when it comes to like news like that. Oh, yeah. It's going to it's going to be a mess. <laughs> it, it definitely will. But uh, it will definitely it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I have money on. I think Apple's going to be the one who takes it in the end. And I think Fortnite will not be back on iOS ever again. Or if they do, Fortnite will suck it up and uh What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, go through the Apple's payment way. Yeah. And it is what it is either way. If they if Fortnite somehow wins this and beats Apple, I will be amazed, honestly. Yeah, like, no I'm very <laughs> indifferent on which side wins, despite my dislike of Fortnite. This case is more than just, oh, it's Fortnite. It's games as a whole yeah, that no they're doubt. fighting for of, like... Letting the games do what they want, and why should we let a third party store gain some of their profit? Yeah. And now, what with it being Epic and such a big company, eh, again, I could care less. If this was more of an indie dev, I'd be rooting for the indie dev all along, even though I know they wouldn't stand a chance. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, both sides have really good. Or at least Epic's fighting for a good cause, but Apple is fighting against Fortnite, so it's it, it's anyone's game. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> My bias towards Fortnite is strong. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really about it. I again, this is a huge thing, and we're just two people, two gamers looking at this from the outside, just knowing what. Like, not a whole lot of details. We don't even know how like the first day went, aside from the memes that came from it. Uh, but yeah, definitely a story to follow. Um, anything else you want to add before we move on to the weekend review? 
No, I got nothing more on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, like I said, look look up some articles on any game site if you want more details. As it's gonna, this is getting a lot of coverage. This will be getting a lot of coverage. Um, but with that, it's time to talk about the gaming news that happened this past week. This is the week in review. The week in review: a look back at the top headlines and stories from the world of gaming. And. This past week, we had a couple games come out. Starting off um, on Friday, uh, Resident Evil Village came out, uh, This, which is a big game, probably the biggest game this past week. Um, we know that friend of the podcast, Mac Ryan Mac, is playing that, uh, and so you check out that content. Uh, we also had Blazing Breaks and The Colonists come out this past week as well. Um, Resident Evil Village, of course, t- being the big one. Uh, like I said, uh, we have Mommy Vampire, Lady Dimitrescu, Dimitrescu, however you pronounce it. Um, people still want her to step on them, and <laughs> you know what? I respect it. Just not my kink, man. Just yeah, not yeah. Me. You, you, you do you. <laughs> you do you. We don't kink shame on this podcast, but we do, you know, take a step back here and there to think, yeah, just not for me, chief. No. <laughs> um, but those are some of the games in the news world. Quite a quite a busy week on the news front. Uh, starting off, Ubisoft has announced a fr- new free game coming within the next one or two years. Um, part of the division, Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland. Um, and this is going to be a free standalone game from the sound of it. Uh, or it just might be a free expansion for Division 2, who come down the line if that's what they decide to go with. Who knows? But if you like the Division, it's good to see you, you love to see it. Um, we also, uh, in Returnal news, the brand new PlayStation 5 exclusive, their latest update has deleted some save data for some players. Which uh, that's is... That's not good. <laughs> yeah, you, you hate to see it. Uh, it's never great, um, but they did put another patch in. But if you did lose your save file data, they said to uninstall and reinstall the game, and I think that fixes it. Or And sometimes the game just crashes downright, and so there were some issues with the latest patch, but they patched the patch. So, at least according to the article. If they didn't patch the patch, let me know. In <laughs> yeah. um, remake news, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance is getting a 4K remake. This is a really OG, old game, old old game, and it's—I uh, believe it was like also the first Baldur's Gate game to my knowledge, or like one of the first. And it's getting a 4K remake, so and it looks clean, it looks crisp. Um, but, however, the style of the game is not my p- particular genre. It's very Diablo-esque. From what I gather, top-down fantasy-type game. So, looks cool, just not for me. Uh, In Nintendo news, Nintendo is releasing a first-party game development game on the Switch. It's called Game Builder Garage. So now you can build little mini-games on the Switch. And uh, it looks really cool. Um, So, I'm excited to see what people will design. With that, that could be intriguing. It, it looks something, something sorry, to tinker. Yeah, yeah, something to tinker with. You know, just play around with, see what you can come up with. Yeah, exactly. And it looks really dope. And uh, more, uh, more of a variety than like making levels in Mario Maker. Yeah, 
Um, in E3 news, E3 has updated its uh, studios and develop exhibitors that are going to be doing stuff at E3 this year. Uh, let's take a look at who they had currently and before the announcement. We, of course, have Nintendo and Xbox. No Sony. Sony is not coming to E3 this year. Um, they are not doing any exhibition. So they, if they have any game announcements around E3... That's a, that's about it, but they're not doing a full exhibition show. Um, Capcom, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers Games, and Koch, Koch, Koch Media. K-O-C-H, I don't know the proper way to pronounce it. Those were the current exhibitors. Um, and recently announced and are coming as exhibitors to E3. Sega, Square Enix, Bandai Namco. Exceed Games and Gearbox Entertainment have all been added as exhibitors, which is really big, especially if you're a Sonic fan, because, hey, this might be the announcement for the Sonic game for its 25th anniversary. Ooh. So, yeah, I was a big Sonic mark when I was a kid, so I I, I might be excited for that. I am hoping for I'm hoping for some stuff. Uh, we also, in regards to Sega, I'll read this now, actually. Uh, Yakuza, they have a spin, if you know their spin-off series, Judgment, it's getting a sequel! And Ooh. I am super excited for this. Uh, the sequel titled Lost Judgment will be coming out September 24th globally for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, and it will be taking place in Yokohama just like, um, like a dragon, from the sound of it. Ice. So, it looks, the trailer looks dope, um worldwide release instead of it going to japan first it's coming everywhere at the same time nice yeah amazing i'm excited for it um and i'm sure we'll hopefully hear some more about it at e3 some gameplay would be cool because it was just cutscene stuff uh for the trailer so some gameplay would be really dope that we if we could see that and yeah, that's uh, that was that was uh, the E three announcement current right now. Um, in acquisition news, EA Sports has acquired Canadian indie development team Metalhead Software, the development deve- developers of Super Mega Baseball, which means that EA Sports might be making some new baseball games pretty soon. See now, that's to me that is a direct uh, response to. Uh, uh, Play, um, what do you call it? PlayStation Studios uh, porting over uh, the show to Xbox. I think oh. they, they're, they're seeing they're seeing money in baseball games again, so they're that it's what they're looking at. I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's a it's a market that hasn't been tapped in a while. It's just like how EA is also releasing a new golf game, uh, a new PGA golf game. So. Definitely a lot of EA Sports games coming back. Uh, will they be good? <sighs> That's the question. I Don't mean, because it's been years for these two genres from EA Sports, I think they have a chance to be good. Yeah. Unlike their other stuff, which is just rinse and repeat. Yeah, we'll get into that in uh, maybe a little later. <laughs> exactly. Um. So, yeah, that's neat if you like baseball games. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 uh, now has release dates for next gen. Uh, the 25th of June will be the Switch release, and the 26th, it will be out on the PS5 and Xbox One. Xbox Series X. Not the one, 
the Series X. <laughs> it's already out on the one. You see, this is why I hate the Xbox naming system. But, oh, yeah, no, it's it's so confusing. Yeah, they're all Xboxes. But yeah, that's uh, that's going to be great. Uh, great game. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Great, fantastic game. Glad I played it. Um, but yeah, look forward to those. Uh, in PS5 collaboration news, uh, the PlayStation 5 and the NBA superstar Paul George have teamed up for a new set of exclusive PlayStation 5 Nikes. And okay, I they, gotta search these up. <laughs> they, uh, they will be a limited release and released in certain regions. Uh, on May 14th is when you can order. And uh, it looks they look like dope shoes. Not, I'm not going to pay however much you're going to ask for them, though. <laughs> and knowing shoe markets, there's just as bad as video game markets with scalpers. Yeah. So... It's, it's a horrible scene. I, I'm, yeah. I'm a bit of a sneakerhead myself, so I, I don't dare jumping into it too much. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a scary, scary market. It's very cutthroat. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Um, and Discord news. If you remember the story about uh, Xbox in talks to acquire Discord and how they, like, fell through, PlayStation and Sony took major stake ownership in Discord, and Discord will now be available on PlayStation early next year. That's a heck of a power move. <laughs> a heck it is. Stony's like, okay, time to make the second they fell through Sony and the stake market, the, the stake market, uh, stock market things came up for Discord. Sony bought to gain, um, basically a majority share in it. Um, it's still Discord, like they have the mass majority, but Sony is like the second most highest, so they were able to strike a deal with Discord, and the PlayStation will get Discord next year. Which is crazy. Yeah. It, it's not like it matters much, but it, it's like nothing's going to be changing on Discord. It's just going to get an application on PlayStations going forward, uh, which is cool. Um, I think that'll be really great for the PlayStation streaming scene uh, for party chats. Um, and just it'll be better in that sense. But yeah, um, that'll be great. Um, in development news, Playground and Turn 10, the developers of Forza, of the Forza series, are the team that will be developing the brand new Fable game. As such, Forza, the Forza Tech engine is getting some work done as po seen in a job posting listed by Turn 10 that, uh, they're going to be updating that engine to handle something other than a racing game for the brand new Fable game. I'll be, that's in the works. So that's interesting, to say the least. Um, but I, you know what? The Forza engine looks very pretty. It, I've played a, for, a one Forza game, which was on the Xbox 360. It was the Forza Fast and Furious crossover game. Um, it was fun. Uh, I'm intrigued to see how it goes. I uh, I haven't played a Forza game in a long time. I, I always see the screenshots, the, the gameplay screenshots and whatnot of them. And I say, yeah, I'm going to pick up that game, but I never do. Yeah. Um, in anime game news, 
An anime that I never thought would get a video game, Made in Abyss, is getting an action JRPG. Now, if you don't know what Made in Abyss is, I'll give you a brief summary. It's a very cute anime where it's like, oh yeah, there's uh, basically a crater, at, like basically a big hole that you think that these two, basically children, go down to explore. Once a human child, one's like, he doesn't know where he's from. He It's like, we're going to go find answers in the crater. Uh, it's like super cute and so wholesome. And then the ending happens and you're just in tears because of how dark it goes. Interesting. Yeah, it it, it it ends really fucking like, huh? Like you know, I don't know. Have you ever watched Full Metal Alchemist, Brandon? No, I haven't. Okay, I, I was. Uh, do you know of the infamous scene where the the girl and the dog get fused into one being? Yeah, I, I definitely know about that scene. Uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> think that, but like even worse. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets really fucking bad at the end. Yeah, it's, uh, can't wait to see how, what this, it's also, like, the, I believe the manga create the, the creator is helping work on the original story for this game, too. So, yeah, we got that. Um, in announcement news, Activision has confirmed that Sledgehammer will be making the next Call of Duty game. Um, so you have that to look forward to if you're a fan of the Sledgehammer Call of Duties. Uh, Facebook has acquired Downpour Interactive, and now they'll ha- they have another game studio under their belts. Uh, one of my favorite simulator games, Thief Simulator, is getting a s- sequel, Thief Simulator 2, and it has a new trailer. And it has a set release for 2022 on PC and 2023 on console. Um, you'll be able to uh, rob more places, including banks and... Uh, gas stations and even more so instead of just being a neighborhood robber you're able to do so much more and i am excited for that uh and lastly if you pre-order mario golf super rush at gamestop in the u.s you get an exclusive pin set it's i believe a two pin set of mario and peach golfing however if you're in australia and you pre-order the game at uh, it's a certain game store. I don't remember what it's called, but you will get a Mario Golf Super Rush golf ball. Huh? That's stuff I could actually use. <laughs> <laughs> it looks. It's a very simple, simplistic design. But I don't. I don't know if I would ever use it. If I did use it, I wouldn't use it on a course that has water. That's for sure. I, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> like. But yeah, uh, super cool. Um, dope to see that kind of pre-order stuff because it's just like, it's so gimmicky, but it's also like, that's kind of cool at the same time. In <laughs> uh, Draw the Deck news for the TCG Worlds in Pokemon, uh, Chilling Rain is still set out the next uh, TCG pack uh, for June 18th. And um, Scalpers for the Pokemon card game are ruining Cereal! Uh, that's because General Mills, uh, certain boxes include Pokemon cards, and scalpers are hoarding them to make a profit. Of all the things that could be, you know, uh, being hoarded right now, cereal. Now, we, we had to deal with toilet paper last year, now we gotta deal with cereal. Yeah, but here's the thing, toilet paper was everybody. 
That's true. This that is, is a true. select pe- a select group of people who are like who are going to their local grocery store looking at the boxes to see if they have the Pokemon cards in them and then buying said boxes so they can sell them off to make a profit. Obviously this this kind of stuff you would have to wait a couple of years. Uh because it is uh serial and legit. You're not going to make much off of it even if it does have a Pokemon card inside. Uh, I was reading more of it of the article, and it's like people are just selling like some of their old cereal boxes that had these promotional cards in them now. Oh my god! So many years. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the Yu-Gi-Oh world, uh, Ancient Guardians came out on Friday, which was May seventh. So that the latest uh, TCG pack is out. As for upcoming TCG packs, Lightning Overdrive comes out June 4th, The Egyptian God Dex on June 11th, King's Court on June 25th, Synchro Storm on July 16th, and the Cyber Strike Dex on July 30th. And in the OCG, Structured Deck R Lost Sanctuary comes out August 7th. And that's everything for Yu-Gi-Oh! In the world of Magic the Gathering, Post Malone! Hell yeah! Uh... He uh, helped bring a lot of uh, foot uh, foot traffic into an L.A. card shop as he was looking to buy, spend some big money on one of the things he's passionate about, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, that's the cool thing about Post Malone is he doesn't care whether people think it's cool or not. He loves what he loves and he helps the communities that he loves. As yeah, I do. I I honestly like I have a, like a lot of mad respect for Post Malone. Like I may not like all his music. I like some of his music. Don't get me wrong, but like there, I he's a fucking just a dope human being. Yeah, he, he's so great. I love him. I love him. <laughs> He's he's so cool and uh, yeah fucking I didn't know you liked magic and like I would I, I want to see Post Malone in a Magic the Gathering tournament please yeah. when when things open up again I want to see Post Malone make <laughs> his premiere as a fucking magic cart magic player please I would love to see that that would be so that, cool that'd be awesome I remember seeing one picture of Posty on uh, the internet he's wearing a Sailor Moon shirt. Now, when I was growing up, I was I watched Sailor Moon, so I was like, "Hell yeah, way to go, Posty! I love it." <laughs> yeah, the dude, he's again great human being. Post Malone, if you're listening to this somehow, open invitation for you to come on and just talk some talk things. I doubt <laughs> you're listening, but hey, if you are, reach out, man. It'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> um, and in the Dice is Right in board game news, Japanese board game devs Oink Games are bringing their entire catalog over to the Switch. Uh, and they are making a Kickstarter campaign to help uh, make the support and drop them on. So that's really cool. Um, you can check out Oink Games to see the types of games they have released to see if these games are for you. And that's the week in review. Any thoughts, Brandon? Uh, no, I pretty much uh, gave my thoughts in in between there, so it's pretty uh, on point. Nice. Uh, well, with uh, that in the books, uh, it's time to look ahead in the schedule and see what games should be on your radar. From AAA titles to upcoming indies, here's what should be on your radar. From May 10th to May 16th, May 10th being the Monday and the 16th being that Sunday. On Monday, Hood Outlaws and Legends comes out on everything but the Switch. On Tuesday, Destiny 2 Season of the Splicer kicks off, and uh, hopefully down the line we'll have our Destiny Insider on to maybe talk about that a bit. 
no new games on Wednesday. On Thursday, it was moved back. I believe I did say this in an earlier week, but it did get delayed to now. Assassin's Creed Valhalla Wrath of the Druids DLC is now coming out after it got delayed. And Monster Harvest comes to PC. And on Friday, Before You Leave comes on the PC. Famicom Detective Club, The Girl Who Stands Behind, and Famicom Detective Club, The Missing Air, both come to the Switch. I believe it's a combo pack. Um, or you can get them individually, but I think there's a combo pack for those two games. Mass Effect Legendary Edition comes out on everything except the Switch. Subnautica makes its way to the Switch, and Subnautica Below Zero comes out on everything but the Switch. And Quantum Replica comes out on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the Switch. Thoughts on the games, Brandon? I uh, got nothing. Got nothing? Alrighty. Well, I'm intrigued by the Famicom Detective Club. Uh, they showed off a trailer for those in the Nintendo Direct, uh, the most recent one, I believe. They look cool. They're visual novel-style games, kind of. Uh, and they're also just mystery games in general, so they look really cool. Mass Effect, big release, but we'll probably be talking more about that next week, as we currently we do have Sir Wiggles planned to come on next week. As long as nothing changes. So we'll probably hear more about the Mass Effect Legendary Edition next week when we go into full detail about that. And Subnautica Below Zero. It's uh, the sequel to Subnautica, and you're on a frozen frozen island. There's penguins. not But not really penguins, but they're <laughs> penguins. So, looks cool. Uh, that's the week. That's uh, what should be... That's on your radar. Um... And I think it's time to now just jump right into our main focus this week in the lounge. This week in the game lounge, Tony covers a variety of topics with his weekly guest. And Brandon, I'll let you intro our first topic. So there, there's something in the world of gaming that kind of bothers me that in, in the long run, way way to say it is, uh, Basically, the longevity of games, uh, and uh, I'm kind of looking at both sides of the coin on this one, is, you know, you could have a game that lasts like eight years, or you got your yearly releases, and uh, they're like, obviously your sports games in that token, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess that's a great way to to put it off, is, and let's, let's start with what companies and what game franchises are currently some of the most long, the longest games going on right now? Well, obviously, Rockstar has been doing the the longest games possible with, uh, obviously, GTA uh, 5. Yep. Like like I said, eight years. Eight years. And it's three been eight different... Years. Yeah. And three different console like generations. Yeah, going it's, it's going cr- into its third, yeah. It's crazy. Only since maybe two years now that people are like begging for a new game, but it just kind of shows you the longevity of the GTA series. It's, the other thing about it is it's not even the single player; it's the multiplayer. Yeah, it's it's all the online stuff. Yeah, like they, like you, they haven't even updated like new. Like the the only new thing they added was when they jumped from the 360 and PS3 to the PS4 and one. By adding a first-person mode, yeah, and like not even it was not even like a graphical amazement to it. Like they didn't 
Only thing I will say to that, though, there is communities out on like Twitch and YouTube that have managed to stretch the game in a way that not even the the main developers have, and doing like role playing and, and servers that you know give you the ability to be a cop or whatever, whatever you want to do with the game. They they have stretched it, and that's beyond what Rockstar have done themselves. So. That says something to the longevity of the game itself. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like, especially now, GTA Five has basically gone from like us waiting, like whatever the next expansion and whatever the new heist was that they would add to more of being community centered and community focused with what they were adding every time now with uh, yeah. the roleplay servers, and it's definitely like one of those changes that's like you you didn't you didn't you don't see it coming. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, almost like like Elder, Elder Scrolls. How uh, the modding community helped help those games out so much as well, and the longevity with that as well. Yes, uh, definitely did. But I don't and I and that's where I think uh, Skyrim falls flat a bit with compared to GTA. Is while the modding communities are still active, um, Skyrim's active players kind of fluctuate a lot more yeah. than GTA, kind of having a bit more of a consistent ratio. At least that's what yeah. I find, especially because it's like you play Skyrim for a bit, you play with whatever mods, you get bored with it, and then you put it away for however long, yeah. and then that, exactly it's that yeah. roller coaster. With rock with with GTA, you're able to kind of just continually play through it. And yeah, do different things every time. You want to do races one day? Yeah, you can shoot people another day yeah heisting role play all all you have so much more variety and you also have having multiplayer content means you're also just able to play with friends a lot more than a single player experience could oh, exactly there's so much to do but going back to you know being uh, it's expanded through three different console generations i think the downfall is um rockstar should have thought about like when the PS5 and Xbox S came out, they should have thought like two years in advance and said, hey, you know, we got this new console coming out. It's both new consoles coming out. Maybe we got to think about getting a new game out. Or at least updating the single player of GTA 5. I feel like if they yeah. updated the single player and added like some new stuff for it, yeah. that would be a good reason for me to get it on the newer generation because it's like, okay, yeah, there's some new stuff. Like, I don't know, maybe add... Like, obviously, new missions, new side stories, but maybe a new character as well. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but now, granted, that would probably take a long time to, like, fix, but it would also mean, hey, it's not coming out on next gen for a little while, but it is coming with a basically overhauled, like, kind of like uh, Persona 5 Royal was yeah. to Persona 5. A brand exactly. new, a brand new, the, the same core experience, just with new shit. Yeah. Now... Kind of flip the coin on the the topic here, but um, look at EA Sports and 2K Sports, and how like the longevity of their games are limited. Every year, every year is pretty much the same kind of dry games every single year, and I think what could benefit them is taking like doing like a definitive version of a game like those games. And, you know, let it, like, grow for two years, then release a new one. I, I, I think, honestly, 
Uh, I think that what they should do, I think one of the best things they could do is let, let's use let's use uh, NHL as an example because they're yeah. both Canadian. And it's probably it's one it's one sport I know it's, the most about. Yeah, put EA Sports puts out NHL twenty, but they don't twenty XX. That's what they should call it. The reason they should call it that is because it comes out. They you maybe do like a thing where if they still want people to fucking if they still want money that badly they put in a battle pass a yearly a yearly battle pass where it's like 60 bucks basically you're paying for a new game every year still like ea wants but it's like optional and then they add a free update every year with a roster update of the season uh and then battle pass for basically the game stuff you can unlock I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what would you even unlock? So basically, um, like graphical uh, things like jerseys, like yearly jerseys, jerseys change all the time. Get a battle pass for that. Um, like arena updates. Um, even if, like, if EA wants to throw in their own, like, Capula designs, why not? Right? Yeah. Like, they, they've done that before. With, Maybe allowing uh, more community interaction by, like, hey, you have a jersey design, submit it to us, and we'll, the contest winner will go on the next battle pass. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I because feel like they, they would. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I feel like they would just benefit more from, like, making a singular game of NHL, FIFA, F- Madden. Those are their big three, right? Am I missing yeah. one? Uh, NHL, FIFA, Madden, NBA. Uh, well, uh, they, that's 2K though. And I that's again, true. 2K would do this. 2K goes into the same boat. I feel uh, yeah. like I, the I, only I, difference I, there is is with 2K, and they kind of, they're the ones who kind of started it of having a story mode into it. Yeah, yeah which exactly. Kind of differentiated where every year you're getting a different story, which I feel like is a bit more. Uh, I don't know. It's worth the money, but still not as much as how it should be. I feel like they, instead of uh, an $80 game, they should maybe be a more of a 60 or $50 game every year because all you're doing is just changing the story and updating the roster. That's it. You're not doing anything else. Exactly. Like the only, re- the only, the only version of a game that I can see of being like 80 bucks or more are the, was the special edition for Kobe. That was yeah, it. that was it. That's yeah, yeah, it, makes sense. it was also like a really dope cover that they did for that one. Uh, but like, that's the only reason I would maybe spend that much on said game. Yeah, and only release a new game if there's like some crazy like gameplay development that you have to yeah. add into the new game. Otherwise, it's just the same game every year. And this goes to uh, the Data E series as well, which is coming back again this year, finally. But yeah, like, but that's and that's the nice thing about, I think, the WWE games is like they've actually kind of taken a break and they've tried some new things in between as well. Yeah. Uh, while they may have not been great, Battlegrounds. Um, <laughs> I didn't think that was that bad, honestly. I've heard I've heard a lot of mixed things about it. It's it's cartoony, but it's it's cheesy, but it's a fun like quick like party game, if you will. Okay, I also heard there were like a lot of frame drops here and there. I, there was, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, like at least with like the UFC and like the WWE games, they've taken a couple years in between those most of the time. That's true. That's true. I, I think the big problem is um, 
I, I think the developers of these games, it's not so much that they don't want to take the time off. It's a contractual thing, and they have to release something every year. Well, they release something different. I don't know. Make do uh, like <laughs> what you can do is like one of the best things I could say to do is um oh what's the word I'm looking for uh re- okay 2020 2022 release core game 2023 do something with said property but different like an arcadey kind of yeah. game yeah yeah totally i get like like there used to be nhl hits back in the day that kind of filled the void if you didn't want to play like a full simulation and style game yeah I feel like arc the arcade styles would be a lot would sell they would do really well I feel yeah 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 like, exactly people are kind of craving that and it's like more faster paced shorter games that you can do more of instead of the longer the longer more strategic ones that EA Sports has put out yeah so and I feel like it would just benefit them like they would they just fucking need to change and that's the one thing that EA probably will never do is change because they're too yeah. stuck in their ways. Yeah. Which uh, kind of comes to that one question you got there. Are the buyers a problem as much as the devs? 100%. And I know I'm part of the problem too because <laughs> I buy the games every year. I Even when I say I don't, I'm not going to buy the game, I still bought the game. Mind you, I didn't buy it at full price, but yeah, I, I still bought the game. And you see, at least you're not buying it at full price. I feel like, and I, again, and I'm guilty of, of this to some degree. Maybe not for these longevity games, but for I think I said it with uh, when we had Savic on. Of when it comes to Pokemon, I'm buying ga- those games day one, despite the issues that they may have and how Pokemon really hasn't changed much. But and that's especially with the more recent years. I think starting at. Uh, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Yeah. Because, um, like, up to that point, like, basically all the 2D games were... Pa- 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 the 2D games were basically flawless. Obviously, like, they had their balancing issues or whatever it was. But they were pretty good games. Like, you don't hear many people complain about them aside from, like, the Gen purists. Yeah. It was start... Gen 6, when they changed to 3D, people were like, okay. It was obviously their first jump to, like, a main series 3D game using whatever their new engine was it had its it was all right like there weren't that many issues i found with the game um but it was definitely not as memorable as some of the other games and i always say this like x and y to me are just not memorable and that's where it like took a big hit uh and then they perfect they did better with the engine with omega ruby alpha sapphire when that dropped and Come, but then comes Sun and Moon, where they're like removing the axis entirely. It's like, oh, really cool. But then they kind of release the same game at the same price a year later, just with more stuff. And that's where people were like, okay, well, what the fuck is this? And then Sword and Shield happened. Again, they're good games, but like a lot of animation issues. And it's kind of like, we can't let Game Freak and Pokemon Company get away with this type of shit. So <laughs> yeah, stop no buying doubt. these games at full price in riots, but yet, and to, to let them know that we want this to change. But yet, here I am still buying all their games at full price because I'm like, yeah, they'll change eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Nice. Uh, it goes along with like what I said about the day to e games. Two uh, K. Um, what when? What was the last one they did? Not Battlegrounds, but before that, was it twenty um, or twenty one? Uh, was yeah. there twenty one? No, I'll, was no, uh, I'll look this up for you while you keep talking. It was uh, E20, I believe. Yeah, I remember First Day, uh, New Legacy Inc., my my favorite uh, streamers there, uh, did a day one stream of it, and I saw the what was going on with that game, and I knew right away. I was like, yeah, there's no way. No way. So that's the one game I actually said I wasn't going to buy. I did not buy. Yeah, it was 20. Uh, there is a 2022 set for release. Um, so, yeah, it, the I'm, last one was 20. Yeah, I'm hopeful, but not not optimistic. <laughs> yeah, it's, de- uh, it's definitely going to be uh, when it comes to these types of games. Like, I, again, taking that one year to, like, work. It also, you're just spending more time to develop it as well to make it different and also just make it better because yeah. a lot of... That's another thing, especially the UFC and WWE are kind of notorious for is some game breaking glitches and stuff. Yeah. That they I, I, will gi- I will give uh, uh, 2K's developers the benefit of the doubt on that last game, though, because Yuke's kind of pulled out of them uh, unexpectedly and just kind of left them with all the mess to deal with last oh. minute. Yikes. So, yeah, it, it kind of got dropped on them unexpectedly, so... Yeah, hate to see it. Um, Last question I think I'll give, because we've been answering these questions pretty good and getting good conversation out of it. Um, Actually, before I ask the last question, another game I do want to bring up with the longevity is Destiny 2. Um, and I guess just Destiny in general. Um, that's a game that's seen, that's gone through three generations of consoles now as well. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, and and I, again, I, I would rather save this for my Destiny Insider Jackson, as he plays the game continually while I dropped off of that game years ago. Um, but he, he said it before on this podcast that they're finally just starting to fix all the issues that the game has had, but it's a little like too not. It's, they need to do more than just do that and. Because it's like too little, too late to just do all the fixing now. You need to do more for that. And that's a huge community-based game. Yeah, like at least with the sports games, well, they are like they have like big, good sizes communities. They don't roll. You don't have to rely on the community to play the game. You can play it on your own. Well, exactly. Destiny yeah. Two, a huge part of that game is playing. Be- is, again, it's multiplayer. It's a MOBA now. Yeah. Well, not a MOBA. It's an MMO. Yeah. <laughs> So it, a good portion of it is playing with other people. So yeah. Uh, last question. Uh, back to this. Um, do some games deserve to be like continued on, or should there be and just continued on and updated constantly as the years go by, or should they sit down and release a new one? Uh, kind of like I said about uh, the sports games and, and the Day Day E series, one de- de- definitive game updated over time, and when there's like a major um, gameplay breakthrough, then update it. Like I like you could easily do one game for about three years and just update rosters, update um, 
graphical assets, uh, small gameplay stuff, tweaks here and there. Balancing you know. issues. Yeah. Better hey, multiplayer, all that uh, sort of new game modes would be cool. Yeah, that too. That too. And especially with the technology that we have today, it's so easy to do. It's not like back in the day where you had to like buy an expansion pack just to get a new new mode or new new graphical assets. It's the the gaming world has changed, and we can easily make a game last for at least three years. Yeah, as long as you put in the effort for it, absolutely. Yeah, um, I would definitely like to see. I'm just gonna put this is just like what I like to see for a sports game. NHL threes. I would like that to be its own game. Yeah, not gonna lie. Yeah. I would love to see that as its own game because it's a cool, such a cool game mode to like watch. Because I've only watched it, I've never played it. Because again, not the biggest sports game guy, but I've watched it, and it's so cool. And like at random times, the fucking mascot can come out and whoop your ass. <laughs> right. See, that's the one mode uh, some of my buddies and I continuously play. Like the, the what is it, ECHL or whatever it's called. Um, We all play threes. That, that's the one mode we all go to. Yeah. I also like the fact that in that, they included the WHL teams as well. Right. That's, yeah, that that's right to my heartstrings I right think there. It, I think it's the WHL <laughs> and the AHL. But they have added uh, WHL, OHL, QMJHL, ECHL, AHL. Damn. Uh, quite quite a few of the European leagues. You, you see, it, like this could this is like enough content. This is just a side mode of the game. This is yeah. enough content to make it a full game. Exactly. Exactly. Like fuck. Like oh, it would all. I feel like it would sell way more. Like you're including so many different hockey leagues. You're you're broadening like such a wide audience across basically all of North America and Europe. Yeah, and it's just like just like release that as its own game, EA. Like it's popular. <laughs> People love this game mode too. Like, like they could they could easily separate the Canadian Hockey League leagues into one game itself, expand on it into like a big like a uh, story mode on that alone would be great. I would play the hell of that. And that's the other thing that the NHL, the NHL games don't have a story yet. They like of the because EA has only just got into it with like not adding a story to the Madden games, yeah, and the FIFA. But like when it comes to NHL, they haven't. They they have added a story mode, okay. but it's very, it's very bare bones. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like the same uh, situations happen quite a bit. So uh, yeah, they 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 definitely need. To, now again, this is also coming from Canadians who national sport is hockey, yeah. or not? It's not hockey. Or national sports lacrosse, but uh, hockey is basically our national. <laughs> are basically our hockey is the national pastime. That's what it is. Yeah, but still, it uh, it would just make sense. I just want to see that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's that's our first topic. Moving on to our second, I got a good one for us today. Uh, now, did I pick this topic in the dead of night when I was hungry? Yes. <laughs> but it's a good topic. Video game foods. You got me good on this one. <laughs> so let's just start with this question. What, what what video games have, like, the best looking food? Okay, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, 
I don't play very many games with a lot of food in them. <laughs> so, so I kind of had to do my research. So the uh, first thing I Googled, like I, I put in uh, Google best looking foods in video games. And the first thing that came up was in Mother 3, uh, hot dog sushi. Hot dogs? What? Yeah. So wait, is that just like a raw hot dog and rice? I don't know. Is it cooked? <laughs> I hope so. God, what? Why is there glizzy sushi? <laughs> that that I, sounds I, interesting, but uh, <laughs> here I gotta look this up. Hold, hold, I gotta look up this sprite. One second. Okay. Uh, uh, while we're on it, while while we're on that topic, localize it. Yeah, please, uh, Nintendo. Like, come on, localize Mother Three. Oh my god, wait, this is re- There's, like, actual real-life photos, too. What the fuck? <laughs> um, here, here, let's see the... Oh, somebody's actually just made it in real life. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there we go, here's the Sprite. Uh, sprite looks all... It's a hot dog in Sushi Chimera. It stores 128... Wow, it actually stores quite a bit. Okay, looking at this photo in real of, like, a real-life version of it, this dude also what like it's like okay so you got your seaweed at the bottom I guess there's rice in there maybe a cucumber and avocado in there but on top there's a I think that's like I don't know if that's a I, yeah it's a piece of bread a small piece of bread it's a hot dog a little ketchup on it it's like a little um, cocktail dog there's a a leaf of well it looks like lettuce but I feel like that might be like spinach or maybe a yeah, I was going to say spinach uh, and then another the, the photo looks amazing yeah um, like that looks appetizing it looks amazingly, amazingly appetizing despite hot dog sushi <laughs> um, for me uh, personally a lot of the like the baked food in Breath of the Wild looks really oh, yeah. cool um, especially the like what is it the monster cake that you can make? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I was looking exactly at that too. <laughs> that, that's a cool one that uh, I like. Um, cooking Mama has a lot of good ones, uh, obviously because it's a cooking game. Yeah, uh, a very cutesy cooking. I mean, it's I probably it probably is one of the. How many games dedicated to cooking are there actually? That's another question I should ask. That is a very good question because obviously you have the Cooking Mama games. Yeah. And you have Cooking Simulator, but Cooking Simulator is a, very, a simulator type game, so it's meant to also do funny shit. Yeah. Um, oh, there's Overcooked. I forgot about Overcooked. Yeah, I was going to mention that one. Yep. But I think that's it. I don't know of any other... Like, there's cooking mechanics in a lot of games, like... Yeah. But, like, games just dedicated to cooking... You have your your pickings of overcooked or cooking mama. I was going to mention Burger Time. Burger Time. <laughs> God. Uh, showing my age again. Jeez. God. Burger Time, <laughs> man. God. Yo, Burger King. The Burger King games. I love the crap. The fucking. Okay, yo, you want to know a food that looks good? The Krabby Patty Mobile from the SpongeBob movie game. <laughs> There's a good nice. one for you. There you go. Uh, <laughs> God, like I don't know what I don't know what it is, but like, uh, uh, oh, okay. Here's a good one. Um, and I actually will say this because the food actually looks pretty good. Um, I've been playing Pioneers of Olive Town, the new Story of Seasons game, a bit. 
Okay. Uh, there's a cooking mechanic in there, and they actually there's some you're able to make like a lot of things, and they look really good. Um, Stardew Valley, it's pixelized food, looks cool. There's a lot of cool foods that you're able to make through that. Um, but yeah, I think like one of the best looking ones um, definitely goes to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, most definitely. Um, like there's wild berry crepe right here. It looks really good. Oh my god, I forgot you can make crepes in that game. I never even made crepes in that game because and I here's the thing. I put like a lot of hours. I think I've put a hundred hours into Breath of the Wild, mostly because you know your boy hundred percent in it. Yeah, <laughs> but I barely touched the cooking mechanic. Like I would cook like some basic shit to like do big healing, but like I yeah. wouldn't cook anything fancy. Um, and his cooking mechanic was like you know very simple. Um, and that brings me to my next question of like what cooking mechanics in video games are like the best and what's what are some of the worst? See, I I'm not versed on this topic, so um um I don't know. I would have to toss that over to you on this one because I I don't play very many games that have cooking mechanics, to be honest. I think that one of the the more interaction the better. I think Pokemon's done a really good job with their cooking mechanics starting in... Now, I can't... No, again, I can't comment on how Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald's Pokeblock cooking went, because I never played them. But uh, Generation 4's uh, Poffin making was cool. Generation... Oh, well, Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver didn't have Poffin making, but they had Smoothie making. Yeah. It was all right. I think you just, like, you just chose everything, though. I don't think there was really much of it, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and then we didn't really see a bunch of a cooking mechanic again until Sword and Shield with the curry making. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to add. Uh, Persona 5, fucking the curry looks so good. Like Sojiro's curry, one of my favorite food items of all time. Looks so good. They show it so many times. It's just like, God damn, I want some of that curry. Um, that's like... Uh, t- Persona, uh, Persona's cooking mechanics are just like selected and cook it, uh, yeah. and that's like a big thing with like a lot of like video, a lot of video games is very minimalistic types of cooking of just collect the ingredients, cook. See if they could implement like where you uh, like you spin your your thumb uh, stick to like stir your pot or whatever, like stuff like that into <laughs> your. Cooking mechanics. Yeah, obviously we're not including Cooking Mama or games that you actually cook because yeah. you, that legit. That's what they're designed to do. Obviously, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> those games will have the best cooking mechanics. Like there's oh, the fucking Ratatouille game. Oh Jesus, <laughs> yo Ratatouille on the DS. Yo, <laughs> that cook that cooking in that game was fun. I forgot about that. <laughs> But then again, again, it's well, it's a but it was an action platformer as well, so it was a hybrid. So I'll give that one. That was some of the good ones. Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts three has a great cook, has a really good cool cooking mechanic because you use See, Remy. Oh, there we go. See now, that's a game series I have to jump into. It's a once you take that dive, sir. I will please you. I am. I will happily volunteer as your encyclopedia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, that's like again. I, I picked this topic because I was hungry in the middle of the night. I just wanted to talk about video games. Well, that's fair. <laughs> uh, right now, we've learned that hot dog sushi looks amazing, yeah. and uh, 
Pokemon Curry and Sword and Shield also, that's a cool cooking mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's, let's go on to the real the real big question. Um, of all these video game meals that exist, what would you make in real life? Uh, like I said, uh, probably that Wildberry Crepes. Or, or, or that Monster Cake. But yeah, those both look cool. I know that Binging with Babish, famous cooking YouTuber, uh, he's made that Monster Cake on his channel oh nice yeah so there's a recipe out there which is poggers oh man i gotta search that up (laughs) um honestly i know it sounds ridiculous but i want to try making me that hot dog sushi nice (laughs) i want i want to see what the fuck is going into that is there a fish in the sushi that we just can't see as well or is it just like the hot dog on top of like a seaweed and rice i want to know i also want to make brock's jelly donuts (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh, no not um no i'll make proper onigiri but then i'll fill it with jam <laughs> god oh god why would they why would they call it that like just call oh. it a rice ball like, yeah no kidding I, i'm pretty sure we know what a rice ball is yeah like come on for come on uh translators was it four kids? I, no, I don't think it was four kids. It's just easier to say, come on, four kids, because like, yeah, you know, yeah. a lot that's... of bad dubbing <laughs> is because of them. Yeah. But, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> um, I would like to make uh, the curry from Persona 5. That's, like, actually, like, my serious answer. Like, I've wanted to make curry for a long time, like, Japanese-style curry. Yeah, I've, that's something I've never had, but... It yeah. looks so... It just looks so good. That does, yeah. Like, I've seen Matt Stoney devour two ginormous plates of it on fucking his channel. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm just like, damn, Matt Stoney, calm down. <laughs> also, uh, yeah, it's fucking wild, man. Um, Anything else you want to add about video game food? I know this was a shorter topic, but legit, I just wanted to briefly talk about food. Like, nah, I no worries, um... No, that's that's pretty much it. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. My job is done. Hey. Uh, uh, I guess with that then it's time to move on to the bonus level. Now accessing the bonus level. And starting in the bonus level, we've got top five. Okay. Top five so- songs to listen to while gaming. <laughs> Yeah, so music's my MO, obviously. I'm a DJ. Uh, sometimes I like to game out to uh, a very amount of music. Um, especially this, like the kind of music I love to listen to, I would work with like Call of Duty. Like any of these songs would work for Call of Duty, honestly. <laughs> so I'm going to start off with number five by a group. I think it's a group. I don't know, but. La Castlevania, great name by the way, and the song is called John Wick Mode. John Wick Mode, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah that is a great song. I it was literally uh, it was it came from a song from John Wick, the first one I believe. They used a sample from that, so um, and they made John Wick Mode out of it. So, hell of a song. Nice. <laughs> uh, number four. Run the jewels. Legend has it. Okay. No, I, I I like a little bit of Run the Jewels. I I, I haven't listened to a lot of them. Uh, I was I was only introduced to them. Fun fact by uh, one of my old 
uh, my first practicum buddy uh, that I uh, that I made up in Lethbridge, Mike. Oh, what was his last name? Oh no. Uh, he uh, well, his name was Mike, um, and he was an LC. Was, an LC was he in our class? No, 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 no. Uh, he graduated okay. before, uh, way before us. Okay. Um, um, but uh, he was a producer with. I don't even remember. Was it CJOC? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. That's Mike Doherty. Yes, that's the, yeah, that's the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I know Mike. Yeah, yeah. He he was the one who introduced me to them because he said, yeah, they're like best friends with like Bernie Sanders. Okay. Because they performed at like a Bernie Sanders rally, I think. Yeah, they did. Yeah. It It was funny. I'm like, dang, that's cool. And that's how I was introduced to Run the Jewels. But, uh, yeah. Uh, basically, that song has a good, solid beat to it. You know, I like charging in to that song. Uh, number three actually came from a video game soundtrack, to be exact. Uh, one of the Tony Hawk games. I can't remember which one, but refused new noise. Uh, slow build up to it, but once you get into the, the meat and potatoes of the song, such a good song. Uh, number two. Nero, Doomsday, solid, solid song. Uh, very emphatic beat to it. Uh, again, I, I just love charging in to that kind of stuff. That's like pretty much dubstep, I think. Give or take. And number number one, and this is uh, kind of, I, I think, a go-to for a lot of people, I think. Metallica, For Whom the Bells Told. All righty, all right. So, that's uh, that's my list right there. <laughs> nice, it's a good solid list. I, uh, for me, um, putting it at number five. Um, it was used in a video game, and it's specifically for for this specific moment in Saints Row the Third when you're diving out of the helicopter to infiltrate the penthouse. It's Kanye West's oh, yeah. power. Yeah, I remember that. That was a good game, it's too. It's a good game. Great moment. Great song to use. And it's honestly a good song for game for that. It's a, it's a decent song to jam out to, despite Kanye being a bit... He's a bit of a nut. Right now, <laughs> yes. Um, it's a good song. And it's like one of the only Kanye West songs I like. Because I'm not a big rap person. I, if, you ask, if you ask me, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of it. I listen to very little of it. Um, That's fair. At number four, I would put basically a good chunk of the Persona music uh, for Persona 3, 4, and 5 just to jam out to. It's good music to listen to when you're grinding or just uh, and uh, or when you're at a cool boss. It's what I like. It's a good – that's what I would put at number four. At number three, uh, it's a British root rock band. They're called Area 11. Um, a specific song in general from them, I would honestly give it to – Probably something from their second album. Um, I, again, like with me, I was more. I was like, man, I can't think of specific songs, so I just yeah. was like, I'll, like aside from Power from Kanye, I'm like, I'm just gonna put in some artists because at least then I'm like, take your pick. Yeah, so number three enough. for me is Area Eleven. Number two, One Okay Rock, a Japanese rock band. They're pretty big, um, even here in North America. Like if you if you dabble in music. Outside of the country, you've probably heard of them. 
If not, go check them out. They're great. Um, and number one, basically Linkin Park. Anything not by fair. them I'll game is good, good gaming music, in my opinion. Um, I don't listen. I usually don't when I'm listening to music that isn't game music. It's usually when I'm grinding as well. I hardly listen to like music when I'm like doing multiplayer stuff or like playing yeah. a game regularly. Like it's there's, always there's, when I'm grinding. That's when I find. That's it. fair. Yeah, yeah. Like there's specific times so that you can put on music where you just you know listen to the music that's in the game itself. Um, that was top five. It's time to, move, time to move on to this week in gaming history from May 10th to May 16th. On the 10th, in the year 2000-2006, E3 was held. Um, to looking back, I'm like, dang, it used to be held in May. Can you believe it? Yeah. Like, it's usually, nowadays, it's now held in June, like, basically yeah. every year. But to think, way back in the early 2000s, it was held in May. Uh, also, quick shout out to our chicken reporter Mike. It is his birthday. Happy birthday, Mike, on the tenth. So, happy birthday, good sir. Uh, here's to more chicken reports. <laughs> uh, on the eleventh in 2017, Injustice Two was released for the PlayStation Four and Xbox One. I played the shit out of that game. <laughs> <laughs> I played the first one. I never played the second one. I I didn't mind the second one. Obviously, um, it had. It had Sub-Zero in it, so of course I would jump to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in On the 12th, in 1999, Nintendo announces Project Dolphin, which would later become the GameCube. Uh, nice. This was when they announced plans for it. It was really cool. On May 13th, in 1996, Super Mario RPG is released on the SNES in North America. Nice. On the 14th in 2001, The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons, and Oracle of Ages were released on the Game Boy Color in North America. On the 15th in 2012, Rockstar released Max Payne 3 for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. And on the 16th in 1996, E3 was held over three days with 55,000 attendees. And in 2001... The GameCube is showed off by Nintendo and announced for a September 14th Japanese release and November 5th North American release. To think, within the same week of history, two very different years, the GameCube would be announced as its original plan and announced for its final plan. Yeah, imagine that, eh? <laughs> like that was like so cool. I'm like I cannot. I, it's like I can't just not include this. This was so cool. Uh, yeah, like, being the GameCube fanatic that I am, really dope. Do you think they strive for that, like to uh, make sure, know. like happen on that day? I don't know. Like, I honestly have no idea. I don't know if they knew. I don't know, even know if they knew, like that it was like a week, basically like at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week with the, like these two, like again, very different years. Like well, yeah. we're talking two year gap. Yeah. I don't know if it was planned. If it was kudos to Nintendo, but I think it was more of just sheer coincidence of like when they planned to announce it. Yeah. Cause they obviously could have announced it later at any time later, closer to like maybe like a month later, roughly and still be in the same boat, but still cool. 
Yeah, no doubt. No uh, doubt. The achievement of the week this week is in Resident Evil Village. It's lucky number seven, which is to have 777, 7,777, or 77,777 lay in your possession during the story. Have one of those three values, and you get the, the achievement. The game to look out for is Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and here is this week's chicken update. There is no chicken update. The developers are behind schedule. And thanks for that, Mike. Thank you, Brandon, for coming on the podcast. Oh, not a problem. Anytime. I, I always have a good time with this. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, right now, you can find me on YouTube. Just search up DJ Orange Man. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DJ Orange Man. Uh, DJ Orange Man on Twitter and I think it's facebook.com slash DJ Orange Man. Excellent. And of course, you can find me, Tony, over at Tony's Game Lounge on Twitch and Instagram, uh, at Radio Tony on Twitter. And uh, that's. And uh, that's where you can find me. We stream every, or attempt to stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Thursday. Uh, we're currently playing through Borderlands 3 to get that platinum. It's a good time. Come and hang out. We're also 10 followers away from 100. So drop some support. It means the world. Because we're going to do something special out of 100 followers on Twitch. What are we going to do? I can't spoil it. you got to follow to find <laughs> out. Thank you once again, Brandon. It was It's always a blast to have you on. Not a problem, man. Anytime. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in this week. We will see you next week right here in the Game Lounge. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. You can find all social media links in the episode description. Be sure to follow the podcast on your streaming platform for new episodes and follow Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch for weekly updates.